Hello, hello, this is the CritCast, and I'm Ross. We here at the CritCast like to think that movies can be both art and entertainment. This time, we'll be looking at one of the hottest movies to come out during the 2017 summer movie season, Spider-Man Homecoming. After the garbage fire that was the Sony Amazing Spider-Man movies, and after making his spectacular debut in Captain America Civil War, we have the first real Marvel Studios rendition of Spider-Man. While this movie will be judged on its own merits as a movie, it is also unable to escape the shadow of the movies that came before it. This makes Homecoming an interesting movie to judge. But to its credit, it acquits itself well and makes me look forward to seeing the continued adventures of this particular Spider-Man. In Spider-Man Homecoming, Tom Holland plays Spoderman. Spoderman is the second attempt at a movie studio trying to make a movie about the eponymous Man of Spiders. Spoderman is the superhero identity of one Peter Porker, a tiny child who was bitten by a radioactive comic book and inherited the powers of never aging and being a fairly inoffensive white guy. But these powers aren't always good, despite them being almost always good, because Spoderman finds that his powers sometimes get in the way of his generic New York high school lifestyle. Now he has to balance his superhero life with his high school life in this wacky teenage comedy about growing up and pubescent shenanigans. Spider-Man Homecoming was one of the few movies I wanted to see with the crowd. I wanted to see how many people showed up and what their reactions would be. But I also like to see movies as early as possible, so I see the earliest preview showings I can find. Even so, this early screening had a packed theater of Spider-Man fans and they were all hyped for Homecoming. So I guess even though Homecoming is the second reboot of the same character, the love for Spider-Man is still riding high. I kinda expected Homecoming to do well because, well, Spider-Man and Marvel. But I found my own enthusiasm dampened by the reboot status of the character and the fact that Amazing Spider-Man movies were so, so bad. Then again, I'm not the average moviegoer, so I couldn't blame other people for being so hyped and excited for another Spider-Man movie. And what I saw was a good Spider-Man movie, maybe even a great one, but I would not go so far as to say that it was the best Spider-Man movie, as some of the marketing quotes have said. I'll get to my reasoning soon, but first I'll talk about Homecoming itself. Overall, Homecoming was good, plain and simple. It also follows the most recent Marvel movie formula by ditching most of the connected world features in favor of focusing as much as possible on its main character. Sure, the movie starts with Peter's involvement in the Civil War movie, but the movie doesn't expect you to know exactly what happened there, and it doesn't expect you to remember everything about this movie to be informed about the next one. I like this new formula because I love character-centric and character-driven stories. I also like smaller, more personal stories that aren't about the fate of the world, and more about just the problems a single character or a small group of characters face in their own little corner of the world. This is also the full theatrical debut of a kid version of Peter Parker, which is the version of the character that everybody seemed to want but never got. The Sam Raimi Peter Parker might have achieved the nerdy everyman version of the character, but he was never a kid with a kid's life. I feel that this was an important part of the character that we never got to see uh, in a movie until now, and I'm so glad we get to see it now. In this version, he's literally 15 years old and still in high school, and that is one of the central pillars of the movie. Looked at a certain way, 
Homecoming isn't so much a superhero movie as it is a high school comedy drama with superhero elements thrown in to complicate and complement the story of Peter Parker growing up. On that note, I think the movie greatly succeeds at being about high school and Peter's life when in it. Tom Holland does a wonderful job of portraying a kid who has suddenly been thrust into a big new world of superheroes and superpowers. However, he is not entirely prepared for it, which is a fact that he may not be aware of because he keeps trying to push himself into the Avengers lifestyle. Jacob Batallon does an amazing job as Peter's best friend Ned. I feel that the two of them are the heart of the movie, and the interactions between Peter and Ned are the most down-to-earth and real-feeling interactions in the movie. Uh, Marissa Tomei is good as the new Aunt May, though there's a running gag about everyone thinking she's hot, which stops just short of being annoying. Robert Downey Jr. is really good as the surrogate father figure for Peter, and thankfully doesn't steal the movie or its focus from Peter himself. But it's not all good. Despite the hype surrounding Zendaya and Donald Glover's presence in the movie, uh, their parts could have been excised completely without hurting the movie at all. I'm sorry, but they don't seem to serve any great importance at all. Michael Keaton turns in a pretty good performance as the Vulture. I was hoping he wouldn't be underutilized, and I was surprised to find that he was indeed used well. I understood his character and his motivations, and his interactions with everyone else feel real. I appreciate that we end up spending some time with him as someone other than the Vulture, but I feel like we still needed more time to get to know him as a person. The action is pretty good. I can't say I'm impressed with superhero action anymore, but they're serviceable, and I can't hate them on the same level that I hate, say, Transformers action. I found the first few action scenes to be within the new teen Spider-Man tone, because Spider-Man isn't entirely graceful or perfect in his movements, and that his power set doesn't work quite as well if he isn't surrounded by buildings. The last action set piece, though, was hard to watch for me. Too many flashing lights. The Spider-Man scenes I actually enjoyed the most were the non-superhero action ones. Scenes where Spider-Man is just helping people as a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, or interacting with the world as a guy in a suit. Those are my favorites. I always felt Spider-Man was better as a street-level superhero, so seeing him being just that was great for me. Plus, the whole street-level superhero is one of the whole major themes of the movie. So now we get to the point of comparisons. Homecoming does not exist in a vacuum. It exists as the second reboot of a character who got his first big movie outing back in the early 2000s with the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, and then got a reboot in the early 2010s with the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Comparing Homecoming against the Amazing Spider-Man movies is easy. Homecoming is easily better than both of those movies. But that's not saying a whole lot because the Amazing Spider-Man movies were utter trash garbage. So the real point of comparison is the Sam Raimi movies. Now here's where I put my cards on the table. I think the first two Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies are great, and the second one in particular is a damn near perfect superhero movie. The third one, yeah, that one wasn't so great. So Homecoming is better than Spider-Man 3. But it's definitely not better than Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 had so much heart and love for its characters, and an impeccable sense of tone and theme, and it is so well constructed that I find find it hard comparing Homecoming to it. Homecoming just doesn't have quite the pure-heartedness that Sam Raimi could bring to his movies. So then it becomes a question of, how does Homecoming compare to Spider-Man 1? 
Unfortunately, I haven't had the time to let homecoming stew and digest long enough for me to make a decision on that. So at this point, I have to say that Spider-Man Homecoming is the second or third best Spider-Man movie. And that is a respectable placement, I think. Coming in possibly second to perfection is nothing to sneer at. But it comes with an asterisk. At this point, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies almost exist in a completely different genre, like the Richard Donner Superman movie. So comparing the new Marvel movies to them is almost unfair to both of them. Either way, Spider-Man Homecoming is a blast to watch, and I'm looking forward to seeing more Marvel movies with him. Hopefully, Sony doesn't mess it up too much this time. I'm Ross, and this has been The Critcast. You can find us more on SoundCloud and iTunes. Y'all have a good day now.